0: Welcome to Turn on a Dime podcast with your host, Hannah Osborne. Turn on a Dime is the hub for examining the effects of media and cancel culture and how they coincide with past and present political events. Every other week, we'll feature a guest with knowledge on politics, media, or a combination of the two. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. for Turn on a Dime podcast. And now here's your host, Hannah Osborne. Welcome back to Turn on a Dime Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Osborne, and this week we'll be looking at how the United States compares on a global scale. The United States is renowned for its melting pot of people and cultures, coined the land of opportunity, and holds freedom at the forefront of its core values. Though in recent years, especially, the world superpower has come under intense scrutiny after the election of President Donald Trump in 2016 and continues to face that scrutiny to the point we are at now. The events that have transpired over the past year include a pandemic, social movement protest, a second campaign, an attempted insurrection, a sore loss, the Supreme Court overturning an imperative decision, and countless other events. At times, it seems that the United States is on a stage and the whole world is watching, though this is not quite the case. Sure, at times the United States has a spotlight, but each country has its own trials and pitfalls to deal with. The United Kingdom, for instance, has recently lost their long-reigning monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, who reigned for 70 years. Even royals are not exempt from cancel culture, as the whole world has turned towards the drama that resulted from Prince Harry's marriage to American actress Meghan Markle. The couple are now formally known as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex now the father of prince harry and his brother prince william his royal highness prince charles III, will take the throne his impending coronation taking place may 6 2023 since the union of the duke and duchess of sussex there has been an explosion of tabloid leaks pointing fingers at Megan for supposedly being a diva and at the system for expressing racism towards Megan and the couple's son, Archie, after his birth in 2019. The reports go back and forth, pointing fingers at each side, but the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have begun to release tell-alls of their experiences. Whatever was going on behind the scenes exploded in 2020 when the royal couple's plans to step away from royal duties were revealed. Eventually, the couple relocated to California, did an appearance on The Oprah Show, revealing that Meghan had suffered a miscarriage during a period of harassment by the news outlet The Daily Mail, in which they published a private letter Meghan had sent to her father. The most recent drama comes tagged along with the publishing of Prince Harry's book titled Spare, a reference to his existence serving the purpose of having an heir should Prince William pass away. The family were quote-unquote evicted from their appointed UK residence, Frogmore Cottage, with reports saying that they are fine continuing their lives in California, but disappointed as the couple used the residence when visiting. Aside from the drama residing within the royal family, the United Kingdom operates under a constitutional monarchy, meaning that the royal family duties are more ceremonial than anything, and the prime minister is elected democratically to be the head of state. The election and term limits of the Prime Minister are slightly different from the election of the President of the United States. England Prime Ministers are limited to serve two five-year terms, rather than the two four-year terms allotted to United States Presidents. Rather than voting for specific individuals running for the position, the public chooses between delegates of each party. The party with the most constituencies wins the election, and the party leader is typically the one to take the role of Prime Minister. The leader of the party is chosen internally leading up to the general election, needing at least 20 colleagues to nominate them for the position. In 2022, conservatives won the general election, making newly appointed party leader Rishi Sunak prime minister, succeeding Boris Johnson. Though the United States news coverage has mostly turned their heads away from the events, except to discuss when U.S. politicians have expressed support or disdain for the involvement of the United States within them, the war in Ukraine continues to persist. President Biden recently took a trip to the country to meet with Ukraine's President Zelensky. The president's visit was historic and reportedly went against the wishes of the Secret Service. The trip came days before the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine to reaffirm the United States' commitment to Ukraine's cause and the fight for democracy. The United States' involvement has faced heavy criticism from party members, particularly from the right especially after Biden's visit to the country, which occurred in the midst of the crisis occurring right here in the United States in East Palestine, Ohio. Despite this, President Biden continues to express support. On March 14th, a U.S. drone was downed after a collision with a Russian fighter jet over the Black Sea, which is categorized as international waters. The United States ensured that they will not allow the materials to fall into the wrong hands. Russia says that their relationship with the U.S. is at its lowest point, claiming that it was not a Russian fighter jet that the drone came in contact with, but it was too close to the Russian border. British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace urged Russia to respect international airspace. Putin has also announced an increased production in weapons, while President Biden approved additional military assistance for the Ukraine on March 3rd. The battle for Bakhmut, which began in August 2022, continues. Zelensky reporting that Russian forces have supposedly faced 1,100 casualties in the past few days, and Russia reporting that they have allegedly killed 220 of the Ukrainian forces in the past 24 hours. The city is located near Ukraine's eastern border, previously known for its salt and gypsum mines and huge winery, originally toting a population of 70,000 people, a number that has greatly decimated due to the loss of life and fleeing civilians. Meanwhile, within the borders of Russia, many citizens have been secluded from the truths of war, being told that Russia is liberating the country, calling the war a special operation. Citizens are isolated from the truth and defiance against the war or even referring to the events as a war or invasion can result in jail time. Russia operates as a federal republic with a semi-presidential system of government. Yet Putin has been president of Russia for a total of 19 years, serving from 1999 to 2008, marking two four-year terms with an additional year marked at the beginning due to an unexpected resignation from the former president. From 2008 to 2012, Putin served as a premier, retaining some presidential powers, while the serving president amended the term limits, extending the time served from four to six years. Formally, it was required that the president take a term after serving two consecutive terms, but Putin made changes so that he can stay in office for the next 12 years, until he reaches the age of 83. It has been interesting to witness this war as it unfolded in real time, not just on news outlets, but on social media apps like TikTok. But as time has gone on, the social media buzz surrounding the war has dwindled. Some U.S. officials suggest that China is considering sending aid to Russia in the form of of artillery and ammunition. China has denied these claims and urges the U.S. to not concern themselves with their relationship with Russia. Officially known as the People's Republic of China, China's government operates under a socialist republic run by a single party, the Chinese Communist Party. The current president, President Xi Jinping, was just appointed to his third term during China's annual two sessions. Xi's presidency is being marked by his unprecedented third term after he made an amendment abolishing the term limit for presidency. The Two Sessions gathering is an annual meeting of China's National People's Congress and China's People's Political Consultative Conference, who hold separate meetings at the same time, thus being known as Two Sessions. The gathering is held in order to make important decisions and announcements regarding policies, personnel, budgets, and more. This year's session began March 4th, the first to fulfill the full two weeks on schedule since the COVID-19 pandemic began. In other international news, indigenous farmworker leader Thelma Cabrera hopes to bid for the Guatemala presidency, but is facing troubles and being denied by the country's electoral tribunal to register herself as a candidate. In Turkey and Syria, the countries continue to struggle in recovery efforts after two massive earthquakes hit the regions. First, a 7.8-magnitude earthquake striking in Turkey near the Syrian border, followed by a 7.5-magnitude earthquake 100 miles north hours later. The death toll from the quakes has surmounted to at least 42,000 people. Now, heavy rains have resulted in torrential floods hitting two towns that were devastated by the quakes, claiming at least 14 lives. The UN reports that Africa's countries have experienced an economic decline after dedicating between 2 and 9 percent of their total budget towards extreme weather events, including floods and droughts. The countries are also being affected by the war in Ukraine leading to an economic decline, plummeting a 4.6% growth in 2021 to just 3.6% in 2022. In South Africa, healthcare workers are ordered by the government to end their week-long strike, stating that essential workers are not permitted to participate in labor strikes due to the potential loss of lives as a result. And finally, back in the U.S., President Biden officially gave the controversial Willow Project, an oil mining operation in Alaska, the Green Line. The project is expected to release 9.2 million metric tons of carbon a year, estimating 278 million metric pounds of carbon pollution over a 30-year period. Though Alaskan officials argue for the economic and job opportunities the project offers for the North Slope community, Biden was able to reduce the number of drill pads proposed by ConocoPhillips from five pads to three and the relinquishment of 68,000 acres from the company. Make sure to tune in again next week when Piedmont University Graphic Design Major Samantha Carvalho will be joining us to discuss cancel culture and politics effects on mainstream pop culture. Thank you for tuning in to Turn on a Dime podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Osborne. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Turn on a Dime. But wait, the content doesn't stop there. For more conversations on this episode's content, head over to my blog at Turn on a Dime. The blog and website are also linked to my Instagram at Turn on a dime Podcast. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. for more episodes. This has been Turn On A Dime.